0: Welcome to the Movie Planet, season four, episode 25. This week, we're talking about 2003's The Matrix Reloaded. With Joe.
1: Please, Machine, I've told you, we are all victims of causality. I drink too much wine. I must take a piece.
0: And Sam. After a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Welcome to the Movie Planet. Joining me is the Neo to my architect. You get Neo today. Sam, how are you, pal? Ooh, I'm feeling strong now. <laughs> feeling good. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. You feeling as strong as Disney's power feel, over naming ships? <laughs> I can feel like I'm
2: flying right now.
0: <laughs> well, this week, while you're flying, we'll be talking about the Matrix trilogy that you uh, you you've nominated for the Science Fiction uh, Hall of Fame. Here, 2003 is the Matrix Reloaded as the second movie in the trilogy. Yes, am I regretting
2: my uh, selection? We'll find out.
0: Well, here's the thing: sometimes the best movies are the first ones in the franchise, and then it just kind of moves in a direction. (laughs) On this show, we'll be keeping track of all the movies worth your time in our movie planet preserve. The science fiction pantheon consists of seven and only seven films. Currently, our number one with a bullet: The Matrix from last time, uh, with a perfect score in a. Number two is Jurassic Park with an A minus. Number three: Back to the Future with an A minus. Number four: Jurassic World with a B plus. Number five: Back to the Future Part Three. B minus, Back to the Future 2, it comes in at number 6 with a C, and the Lost World Jurassic Park comes in with a C also at number 7. Now, last week we did Matrix, and we kicked out RoboCop. Yeah. That was beautiful. Do you think that we will have movement today?
2: I, I don't know what your score is, but according to mine, yes, we will be knocking out The Lost World. God, I hate that movie. I hate The Lost World so
0: much. (laughs) I hate it so much. (laughs) Oh, let's take a dinosaur and put it in San Diego. The higher the grade we give it, the longer that it may be staying there. Only a film with a higher grade can kick it out of the Pantheon in the future. So we will discuss it, analyze it, grade it, and see if it lands amongst the greats. But this week we are talking about 2003's The Matrix Reloaded, a movie made for an estimated $150 million that brought in 741.8 million worldwide. People want to see this. So much money. I mean, today, That's probably the billion mark. Probably. And uh, I don't know about you, my anticipation level was high for this movie. Oh, extremely. Yeah. Extremely. Written and directed by the Wachowskis, music by Don Davis, who just loves his brass instruments. Mm -hmm. Uh, Starring Keanu Reeves as Neo, Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus, Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith as Niobe, Harold Perrineau as Link, Harry Lennox as Commander Locke, Anthony Zerbe as Counselor Heyman. Clayton Watson as the kid. That's right, that bastard doesn't have a name. Uh, Randall Duck Kim as the keymaker, Gloria Foster as the oracle. Monica Bellucci mwah, as Persephone. Lambert Wilson as the Merovingian. Helmut Bakitus as the architect. Nathaniel Lees as Captain Mifoon. Neil and Adrian Raymond as the creepy ass ghost, ghost twins. Lee Winnell as Axel. Colin Chow as Seraph. Ian Bliss as Bane and Roy Jones Jr. The former boxing champion is Captain Ballard. He got himself an acting role in this. I didn't realize that <laughs> at all. That's Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but now that we've handled that business, let's get down to business with our segment Inception to Perception, where I dig shallowly into the internet to find out how this movie came to be. But guess what? What? There ain't shit for this movie. Because we're not going to do it till Revolutions. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. they were made at the exact and same yeah, time. They
2: were... I mean, that was part of the anticipation of seeing Reloaded was they teased the trailer for the third movie.
0: I think this one came out in May, and then five months later, the third one came out. Yeah. It was like boom, boom, boom.
2: Yeah, and it was awesome. As as a, as a fan, it was like the best news ever. Where right. You didn't have to wait four years for a Star Wars.
0: No, no, no. Well, you don't have to anymore, and I just wait no. a year, and you get yourself just a substandard you know. piece of shit. Yeah. but Sam let's get into this do you remember seeing this for the first time what would you think oh yes 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 this was a much anticipated
2: return to what was left of the crew of the first film Mm. and um, I mean yeah if you haven't listened to the first Matrix podcast you should (laughs) because it's fantastic and it gives a reason why it's quite possibly the best science fiction movie ever yes so this this was the uh, the gateway into the next section of the trilogy.
0: If it was needed. If it was needed. Yeah. And and that first one that we did, I mean, we spoke for about three hours. Yeah. I, and it, the show ended up being only like two hours long because I had to cut a lot of stuff, but we had a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that movie was so inspirational. We went down like 12 rabbit holes. Oh, yeah. That had nothing to do with the Matrix. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, yeah. You can You can go any which way, but- they left off with
0: Neo flying and you're like, what's going to go next? Right. Uh, for me after taking a minute or two <laughs> to appreciate the matrix after my initial, this is crap idea. Cause remember I didn't like the matrix yeah, you didn't in the, like it the first time. time. Uh, this was a movie that as I watched it more and more, I grew to love it, love it, love it. And then I was really looking forward to this one. I was like, okay, now that I understand what they did with the first movie, let's see what they do with the second one here. Let's see where this story is supposed to go. Uh, and I remember this not because of the company that I was with or the pre- or post-events that happened around the movie. I just remember waiting, like, it seemed like 9, 10, 11, 12 minutes through the credits just to watch the trailer for the third one. Oh, yeah. There's so many people Yes, on that film. It, you know what's funny is that right there is standard for a Marvel film now. Oh, yeah. Especially with all
2: those, those uh, special effects in this movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. They're, they
2: share sure our special, aren't they're, they?
0: They're a different kind of special. <laughs> <laughs> looked damn good back then <laughs> did they what's still- or we were forgiving because it was the matrix
2: i think we were forgiving but uh, i don't remember that uh smith fight midway <laughs> being like i remember it being like oh this is definitely animated yeah like oh we've pivoted to uh total video game graphics right now
0: it's not my fault Okay, let's get into a synopsis of this movie with a clip first.
2: Almost no one
1: comes down here unless, of course, there's a problem. That's how it is with people. Nobody cares how it works as long as it works. I like it down here. I like to be reminded this city survives because of these machines. These machines are keeping us alive while other machines are coming to kill us. Interesting, isn't it? Power to give life the power to end it. We have the same power. I suppose we do, but... Down here, sometimes I think about all those people still plugged into the Matrix, and when I look at these machines, I... I can't help thinking that in a way, we are plugged into them. But we control these machines. They don't control us. Of course not. How could they? The idea is pure nonsense, but... It does make one wonder, just... What is control? If we wanted, we could shut these machines down. (laughs) Of course. That's it. You hit it. That's control, isn't it? If we wanted, we could smash them to bits. Although if we did, we'd have to consider what would happen to our lights, our heat, our air. So we need machines, and they need us. Is that your point, Counselor? No. No point. Old men like me don't bother with making points. There's no point. Is that why there are no young men on the council? Good point. Why don't you tell me what's on your mind, counselor? There is so much in this world that I do not understand. See that machine? It has something to do with recycling our water supply. I have absolutely no idea how it works, but I do understand the reason for it to work. I have absolutely no idea how you were able to do some of the things you do. But I believe there's a reason for that as well. I only hope we understand that reason before it's too late.
0: All right, here we go. Green code rain starts pouring down the screen, first forming the words the Matrix, then reloaded. The image zooms in further. There's coding everywhere, making out a jungle of shapes. We seem to be inside some kind of machinery, and after pulling out, we see the shape of a clock. The image transforms into a time clock, and a group of security cards clock out and leave for the night. And there's that iconic opening you like so much. Ooh. Yeah, but... Flying in, they kind of sequelitized this one. Like the first one was like you just saw the code dropping. This one's like let's do more. Let's get in there, yeah. And if that's what you like in your sequels, that's what you like in your sequels. Yeah, I prefer. I'm not like that. I prefer you know stay with it. Like you'll get a new hope to Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, they expanded the universe, but they didn't do anything monumentally different out with special effects. No, it was upgrades, but still like. Cool. I'm still in a Star Wars movie. Right, right. Uh, Outside, a figure in black on a matching motorcycle. (laughs) Matching motorcycle. They're all in black, of course. (laughs) Suit up. (laughs) She leaps from the bike, makes a backward flip in midair, and the bike lands with a crash on the guardhouse, causing a major explosion. The figure lands elegantly, like Black Widow, in front of the explosion. As she removes her helmet, we see it is Trinity. Superhero landing. (laughs) Superhero landing. The guards in the parking lot attack her, but she easily fights them off. The picture crumbles into coating like dust, and when restored, we're very high up on the side of a building. Trinity bursts through the window, guns in hand. She turns on her back in midair. An agent is pursuing her and jumps after, headfirst. They exchange gun, fire, falling to the streets. And this lasts... Forever. What are you talking about? <laughs> Neo wakes up. He looks over at Trinity lying in his arm, sleeping peacefully, then gets out of bed. Okay. First of all, I want to start with this. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Trinity opens the film again. Again. We like her, tri- we like her opening the film. Yes. Another fantastic action scene. Absolutely. Yes. The scorpion kick. It's the matrix. But it's awesome. Yeah. And it reminds me of whenever you have a female action hero who does some kind of martial arts. You always have to give her one thing that is just hers. Black Widow yeah. has the legs around the next switch. Yeah. This is this is Trinity's. Alright, the
2: scorpion kick.
0: Yeah. It's a cool it's a cool move. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine what that does to her back afterwards Ooh. as an actress.
2: <laughs> this was the movie where um uh Jada Pickett Smith uh did an interview and talked about how the crew came up to her after they she joined this film and was like, get ready to like ice baths. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, this was the film. <laughs> yes, it was. It was like, you're going to be in so much pain every single day.
0: One thing I liked about The Matrix was that the opening scene showed you everything, sci- uh, 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 CGI the st- CGI side, uh, what you would see throughout the film. Here, they show you the bullets, moving in bullet time yep. with the little waves and all that stuff. But I feel like that shooting scene lasts a little long. It's like a, It's like a... A joke that has a really long punchline. You're just like, just get to the fucking punchline. Now, anticipation. You want to throw a timeout in there, so Sam, I'll let you go. Okay, so here's the deal.
2: <laughs> this is this is uh, this scene shows you a future that you do not want. Right. A dangerous future.
0: <laughs> this is quite the narrative.
2: You've just entered the scary door. <laughs> Um so here's here's the thing. This is this is a strong opening. Yes. You have a motorcycle flip, explosion, superhero landing, fight, fast forward to Trinity jumping out of a a skyscraper. Yeah. Plummeting plummeting to the street with an agent on her ass. Yes. There's a lot of it. There's a lot going on. This is building your hype. Very much so. You need that before you see one of those bullets go
0: into Carrie Ann Moss. They fire upwards of 15 bullets before it happens and it's all in slow motion. Well, by the way, she shoots like 15, he shoots like Did eight. they both turn into stormtroopers cuz they can't hit shit? They're falling out of a building. There's still physics. You can break the physics. No, no. The Matrix told us physics doesn't matter in the Matrix.
2: With guns they do. <laughs> this ain't wanted. <laughs> Bend the bullet. You can't bend the bullet. You can stop the bullet. Yeah, so I thought the slow-mo scene was a little long.
0: Okay. That, but that's a preferential thing. It's, it, yeah. We
2: can call it a nitpick. It's okay. We'll we'll see it, you know, about an hour and a half into the
0: movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see it again. And well, it won't be as long. Won't be as long. No. No. It'll Which be is nice. Quicker the way it should be. Because
2: sometimes movies just like make you sit through that again.
0: F and a, cotton. F and a. F and a. <laughs> We see the Nebuchadnezzar from outside that hovers through the sewers and lands. Inside are Link and Morpheus in the cockpit. Sir, are you sure you about this? Link asks. Morpheus tells him that if he is to continue as operator on a ship, Link must trust him. Yes, sir. I will, sir, says Link. Morpheus glances at him. I mean, I do, sir. What, what a brown eye. <laughs> God. I mean, we could go
2: into the discussion of
0: where's Tank? I'll do it right now because here's the reason why Tank's not in this movie, everybody. The reason Tank didn't come back for the Matrix sequels was a conflict between actor Marcus Chong and the producers between the movies. In 2003, Chong filed a lawsuit against Warner Brothers AOL, Time Warner, that's America Online for those of you young people out there, claiming that there was a verbal agreement from 1998 and a contract signed in 2000 that guaranteed, guaranteed him a place in the sequel movies. Warner offered him $400,000 for the movie, and he wanted to get a million dollars, and Chong wouldn't budge. The lawsuit included claims of defamation, stating that the producers tried to paint him as a terrorist. In October, 2000, Chong was arrested for making threatening phone calls to Warner Brothers and the Wachowskis over writing him out of the movie. He even went as far as claiming he was being blackballed in the industry by the producers. Know your place, man. Hollywood will destroy you. (laughs) And they did. Oh, they did. We never saw him again. Ever. In fact, did he do anything ever again after this?
2: That, that is a good question. I'm I have no idea.
0: But we do get Harold Perrineau here. Uh what do you think of Harold? He's cool. I like I, Link. I, I like him. I like Link. He's fine. And normally I hate Harold Perrineau. He's like the most annoying. He's got he's like annoying face for me. I don't uh, like his face. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. He's got he's got a face I can't get into. <laughs> get into. That just sounds weird. <laughs> 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 no, but everything that I've seen him in. I just don't like the delivery of his lines, but this is the only Harold Parano row I can agree that I love mm. because I think that if you were going to upgrade the character proxy for the audience from tank to this, this is a better proxy for the audience. Yes. Okay.
2: So what do you got? Marcus Chung has gone on since the matrix TV, TV law and order, the crow numbers, a bunch of TV and shorts. Oh, can't do anything else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's done. Yeah. Never to be seen from again. Mm -mm. In the mess hall sits Neo, pondering. Trinity sits down opposite him. Still can't sleep, she asks. Neo shakes his head and takes a sip from his breakfast. (laughs) A sip from it, it's like that goopy oatmeal bullshit. porridge protein. You wanna talk, Trinity offers? No, they're just dreams, Neo reassures. If you're afraid of something, I just wish I knew what was supposed to do, that's all. I just wish I knew. First of all, I'll just say this. These two have the worst communication for a couple ever.
2: And also, this might be like the most Keanu Reeves script moment.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, And I may be in the minority here, but I think Trinity looks better in the real world than dressed up as Mistress Destruction in The Matrix. Oh, I disagree. (laughs) I disagree wholeheartedly. (laughs) I said I was in the minority. Yes, I will agree to that. Uh, In a dark room underground, Niobe is addressing a crowd of other ship crews about the imminent threat to Zion. The machines are digging and will reach Zion in 72 hours. Naturally, Morpheus and crew arrive fashionably late, making sure to draw attention by making an argument right away that there is nothing to fear, for he believes the prophecy will come true very soon and end the war. But first the Oracle must be consulted accordingly morpheus asks for a volunteer ship to remain in broadcast depth with the nebuchadnezzar returns to zion to recharge and make repairs despite commander Locke's directs orders for all ships to return captain ballard of the caduceus fa- volunteers just to see what luck does to you thanks roy jones he gives morpheus 36 hours oh damn we got jada pinkett smith in this yo mm-hmm. and she this is before she gone crazy yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I here's okay. This is may <laughs> a maybe a explain that one. <laughs> okay. I get that who they project into the Matrix is their residual self-image. But why do they all see themselves as leather clad nineties warriors? Why isn't anyone in sweatpants? Sun- and they all and wear
2: sunglasses in
0: a poor- in a poorly lit sewer.
2: <laughs> Every single one. Does not matter. They all have sunglasses at like, you know, three AM. In a sewer.
0: Like, at least when we saw our original crew go into the real world, there was some color to it. I believe, uh, not Cypher, who who was the blonde girl? Switch. Switch was in white. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, white. Mouse wasn't all in black. He no. was just dressed like, you know, a darker pimp. colors. That was about it. But these guys are all like, no, we got a BDSM event coming later. We have to hit that later. Yeah. We get to see that there's clearly some trust issues between Morpheus and the commander. Mm-hmm. I think it's Niobe's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, someone knocks on the entrance door. The corrupt opens a small hatch on the door and a head and silhouette is seen against the headlights of a car. The stranger asks for Neo. The guard claims not to know who he's talking about and the stranger hands him an envelope telling him to give it to Neo. You see, he set me free. It's beyond doubt the voice of Agent Smith. Neo, having sensed something, comes up asking what's going on. He asks one of the guards, how does somebody know we're here? He gives him the thing to the earpiece from the head and all that. And here's the thing. This first movie, the first movie, did a great job of giving people icons for who was who. When you look at Neo, his iconography is his glasses. When you see those glasses, you just know that's Neo. Yeah, it's like Morpheus. He has the
2: like little... Circular monocled John Lennon things.
0: Yeah. Agent Smith, he is just an earpiece. Yeah. You see that, you go, shit. I think it's really cool when a movie can actually turn just one thing that belonged to someone into, into the meaning of that someone. The three agents recognize Neo as the anomaly, but proceed anyway on the basis that he is, after all, only human. Neo- these, <laughs> these agents look the most agent-y thus yes, they, far. I agree. They are
2: all, obviously they were upgraded, but they all look- you know, like the same kind of goon.
0: A fight ensues. Yeah. Between and it's the most agenty like
2: personalities yet.
0: Yeah. But they still haven't figured out how to fight as a group as opposed to one on one.
2: Well, it's a computer program, so
0: they but have their functions. They have their functions. Okay. Well then thinking in computer terms, let's think this out. Smith is a line of code. Yeah. Right. In a security software, and now he's a rogue line of code. He's a worm. Okay. If the software knows he's the anomaly, why do they claim he's only human? no 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 Uh,
2: Agent Smith is a worm now he's not the same security right but the agents are that's who he fights yeah and they're still yeah so they're saying that Neo's still only human
0: right because technically they're right but do they know he's the anomaly because we find out by the architect later on that the anomaly isn't human yeah the anomaly is Smith no they say they look at Neo and they say he's an anomaly yeah only human
2: oh well he's still like you know God he's still only human
0: that badge hasn't gone away. He's still a human. They turn, they they well, he goes, ooh, upgrades. Wouldn't the better term be patch or update? Yeah. Isn't upgrade more of a hardware thing instead of a software thing? Not really, no. Oh, okay. Okay. I trust I mean, you. Yeah, you I know mean, more about computers up, than I do.
2: Yes, update, but upgrade, same thing.
0: Like he goes, ooh, patches. Ooh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Patched. <laughs> uh Smith is able to copy and paste his line of code, which is something new to the security software. Did something higher up in the computer program update Smith's line of code, include this function, or is this just a cool way of saying he can copy and paste? That's it. <laughs> it's okay. He's figured out the, the golden technique. <laughs> right click. Uh, <laughs> this is our first hand-to-hand scene with Neo, and he appears to move effortlessly. I like the proficiency, but I, I feel like the wire foo is a little obvious because it lacks weight.
2: yeah. It feels- It's not as grisly as the
0: last movie. Right. It's, it's much more wire foo. When he hits somebody in the chest or hits somebody in the stomach, there doesn't feel to be a weight behind it. I feel like they were going for the moves and not the feel. Yeah, it's just choreographed
2: a little too much.
0: Yeah. After Neo dispatches with the agents, I love the camera shot down the alleyway because it looks like a Western. Oh, yeah. You got that (laughs) tumbleweed. It's a plastic bag. (laughs) Morpheus and Trinity are driving to an exit as Morpheus calls Link and asks what happened. Link says a bunch of agents showed up and that suddenly the coding got all weird. He has never seen anything like it. Morpheus then asks where Neo is now and Link says, oh, he's doing a Superman thing. Neo is soaring through the clouds. Then he stops and heads back down to the ground. He lands in an old building and enters an abandoned apartment, which we recognize as that of the Oracle. Where are you? He whispers. I do like the fact that he's emulating Superman here. Yeah. I mean, he's a superhero now. And more importantly, I like the fact that Wachowskis emulate the scene from Superman, the motion picture. One where words, he- He's way up. And- yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a cool little homage. And anytime Neo is flying, I don't know how you feel, the CGI like like giddy inside. Well, the CGI of Neo looks good, but his clothing just looks awful. Well, it's because clothing was difficult back then. I mean, I, but that's—I remember it not looking good in two thousand four either. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Yeah. It's it's difficult. I mean, they do a good job at the night scenes because night—you usually use night to hide bad CGI. Yeah. During the day, which we'll see later when he fights all the agents, then we got a problem.
2: Yeah, I and mean, the problem is, you know. And you see it, it's very apparent in, uh, later in, but the problem with, uh, CGI, especially back then is the smoothness. It's, yes. Nothing's that smooth.
0: No, it doesn't pass the Jurassic park test. Oh, no. And that was 10 years earlier. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oracle's gone. I know this is an issue for Morpheus and the crew, but let's be honest, she wasn't exactly helpful to begin with. Am I wrong? No. It ain't you, baby. (laughs) The Nebuchadnezzar. At least. (laughs) The Nebuchadnezzar approaches Zion. Link communicates with one of the gate operators and they're letting side. Now we finally get to see Zion. It's a garage. Yeah. It's a garage. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Cyberpunk (laughs) garage.
0: Was this what you expected when you first saw it?
2: Uh, it It wasn't for me. It wasn't. This is this is the point where it goes into sci fi movie territory. <laughs> um it just doesn't some shots are cool and then others are like, Oh god. Yeah. You had a budget, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit much. Yeah. They 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 delve into the uh you know, the Firefly Western Town
0: kind well, of territory. Yeah, they got all this wonderful machinery. They have all this technology. They clearly have the smarts to make it. Does anybody here... Is anyone a seamstress? Why are they all dressed like they're homeless still? I guess it's
2: hard to find materials. Why, you dre- why, ma- you, why are you dressed in the first place? Come on, I mean, it's the end of the world. Be don't free. worry, that
0: orgy's coming later, okay? <laughs> Uh, once landed, the crew exits the ship and are met by Captain Maffoon and three APU escorts. Uh, they're there to escort Morpheus to the stockades. Uh, Commander Locke wants to see Morpheus, and accordingly, the escorts take him to him. Apparently, Locke and Morpheus both had a thing for Niobe back in the day. wow, wow. Morpheus was with her first, but she ended up with Locke. lock. Trinity, Neo, and Link start gathering their luggage when the teenage boy comes running enthusiastically towards them. The kid, now right in front of them, welcomes them home and offers to carry their bags. But both Neo and Trinity decline because the kid's fucking annoying. But Link is more than willing to take advantage of the fanboy's offer. As they all walk towards the elevators, the kid starts going on about how he'll be old enough to join a crew next year and that he wants to serve aboard the Nebuchadnezzar. His main reason for this is that Neo saved him. You saved yourself, assures Neo. I know why Link is in this movie. He's the comic relief that some critics thought was missing from the first film. That's clear. Neo and Trinity's reaction to the fanboy though is fucking priceless. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, oh Jesus, he found us. And it makes you we wonder. We
0: haven't even been here for five minutes. It makes you wonder. And I know I'm, 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 I'm treading a quick line here. If Jesus was to ever return and a fanboy ran up to him, do you think he'd be like, Jesus Christ? <laughs> I think 100%. This guy again? I'm like, (laughs) are you serious?
2: I landed across the country (laughs) for this very reason. You still found me. Okay.
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, Locke tells Morpheus off for asking a ship to stay behind when they all had been ordered back to Zion. Morpheus defends himself with his belief that they have the Oracle's advice and that Neo will be the key to ending the war. Locke, on the other hand, has no confidence in the prophecy and is only concerned with having all the firepower available for when the machines reach Zion. Okay, Faith versus Logic, you on Team Locke or Team Morpheus? Team Locke. I'm Team Locke also. Hope is not a plan. Nope. (laughs) Ask the Detroit Lions. (laughs) <laughs> or the Jets. Or the Jets. Or, yeah, or the Browns. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and here's the thing. We get Harry Lennox here. Harry Lennox is another one of those actors who shows up in random things where I'm kind of like, oh, good, he's here.
2: He's like, oh, all right. Here's a little spice.
0: Yeah, he's Bruce Greenwood. Uh, he, 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 I a mean, He's just so cool to see him. Counselor Heyman enters the, in the middle of the discussion. He asks their opinion on what is to be said about the situation of the people at the gathering that evening. And Locke believes they should know as little as possible. They wouldn't want to start a panic. Morpheus thinks the truth should be told and that there will be no panic because there's nothing to fear. Except for the billions of robots, robots coming to kill, kill them. Kill everybody. This is so similar to how we handled Let's COVID. Did get this party or did you go in? Yeah, in the early days, there were those who tried to shield us from information that may have caused a panic, and there were those who wanted all the information, assuming there would be no panic. I think the truth is somewhere in between. It's somewhere in between, you know. Uh, There's a balance between Locke and Morpheus. They're both essential. Ultimately, this is one of the things where they try to polarize the ideas. Yeah. They enter the elevator, and after a few seconds of silence, Link gets off telling the kid to come with him. As soon as the elevator doors close, Neo and Trinity get biddy. Yeah! They carry off, but before long they're interrupted by the elevator doors opening and received by a crowd of people. They carry offerings, asking Neo to look over their sick children. Neo thanks them for their gifts and says he'll try. What's he going to do? Trini lowers her head in disappointment and starts to walk away. Neo asks her not to go, but Trini answers, it's okay. They need you. And he goes, Psh, bitch, I need you. You know? I know there's time, she assures him and walks away. Look, I have a hard time believing that they're starved for good loving. It's not like the Nebuchadnezzar didn't have private quarters. Yeah. So this whole thing, like maybe Neo's just a horn dog. We're only human. <laughs> but then I put here, Neo always thinking with his wiener. You don't go to a soup kitchen with your girlfriend and shirk your responsibilities for some good loving. True. Yeah. yeah. Also, are we to assume based on the aggressiveness of their makeout session that they haven't been intimate in six months? Just so much passion. <laughs> so much passion. Yeah, and Neo has gone from average Joe schmo to Jesus Christ in six months. At least his Jesus ego Christ hasn't caught our... up to him yet. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, Link arrives at his <laughs> apartment and he enters going, Where's my puss? <laughs> 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 This is what I fell in love with, Link. Oh, hey. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm on board with this guy now. I like yeah. him. His girlfriend Z is there waiting with his sister-in-law Cass, her ne- <laughs> niece and nephew. After welcoming him home, Cass and her kids leave. Z is not happy at all. Link's been on Morpheus' ship and it terrifies her. All of the other ships have been home twice as often as the Nebuchadnezzar, and she's already lost two brothers, Tank and Dozer. There is our connection. There's the connection. Yes, and this is. A, I think this is an important scene because one explains where Tank is when everybody's wondering where he is because mm-hmm. if Tank was in the story this scene never happens no which makes it about 10 minutes shorter yeah I have a feeling though. something else something tells me that if Tank was in this movie though you would still get Link at some point I feel like Link was so yeah, his character supposed to be here yeah yeah because
2: Tank followed like believed Morpheus every word he said he believed him yes so now you have like that that faith versus logic battle that's you know
0: present Mm -hmm. and it's like learning to have faith i would even go so far to say as if if tank was still in this movie this movie would have spent less time at zion and more time on the nebuchadnezzar because they wouldn't need uh morpheus versus Locke for that conflict of interest it would have been tank versus link yeah on the ship and i think that's the biggest problem with this movie because they they, they went too big and they should have kept it still localized
2: very true. And I mean, also, now that I think about it, I mean, what was the size of that crew before? It, it was, was only like eight or nine, right? It was Mouse, Switch, Dozer, Tank, Dozer, Tank, do the ponytail, APOC. APOC. Your boy. <laughs> um, Trinity. Trinity and Morpheus. and Morpheus. So seven. So seven. Plus, now, plus Neo, eight. Yeah. So now, what is it?
0: Five? Five. Yeah
2: see morpheus
0: because switch is gone Apex is gone the only people we saw really is morpheus trinity neo and link yeah so four four it's a crew of four that's a cut in half you're running a ship on a
2: half a crew right that doesn't make, <laughs> wow that's something i <laughs> i just discovered that just doesn't make any f-ing sense because we don't see anybody else get off this no damn ship.
0: nobody no that's it Everyone every evening comes and everyone's gathered in Zion's Temple Cavern. Counselor Hammond is Hammond is standing on a cliff high above the masses as he gives the opening prayer and introduces Morpheus, who then steps up and gives his speech. He confirms the rumors of the machines digging and convinces everyone that there is indeed nothing to be afraid of. We are still here. Can <laughs> you dig, dig it? it? <laughs> I like what you got. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his main argument. And tonight they will make so much noise as to show. The machines that they are not afraid the music starts and everyone starts dancing as if it really was their last night on earth but let's call this what it really is one big ass oily orgy <laughs> party time excellent I, I do like the behind the scenes of this because it does show that in most cases they would have ADR yard this the speech mm-hmm. but this is Morpheus actually talking to of a thousand people and so there are certain points in his speech where it sounds like he's being disingenuous when he' like for 100 years. years. Yeah, and you're like, listen, he's got to project. He's got to enunciate those words. Yeah. I get it. So I understand why he sounds kind of ridiculous at times. Yeah. He's not a yeller, but he is here. Yes. And he starts off quite the party.
2: I mean, he kicks that bitch off, right? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, I want to go to that party. That party mean, looks great. I kind of do, but I kind of don't because it just looks dirty. You just join the filth.
0: <laughs> just, you just add to the filth. And well, as he leaves the podium, Morpheus runs into Niobe and they flirt mildly before mm-hmm. Locke calls her to his side. But come on, Niobe, you know you want a little Morpheus a little in you. Morpheus. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Neo and Trinity meet up in the outskirts of the caves while everyone else parties like never before. Neo and Trinity are alone at last and they make passionate love to this each other.
2: Just got a hand over my eyes. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Is
0: this your dad? Uh, I'm pretty sure my mom. <laughs> and they have the sex of their lives I like it. i saw i saw some
2: booty i was like ooh and then just blackness and like ah!
0: <laughs> no. However, Neo suddenly gets a flash of his dream where Trinity is shot and falls into f- his fears of losing her. Trinity asks what's wrong, but he only answers that he's afraid of losing her. She grabs his Just hand. Afraid to lose you, babe. Yeah, this is very much Anakin and Padme. Do you feel this? I'm never letting go. They hold each other light tightly and remain silently in each other's arms. Eventually, everyone goes to bed and the lights are shut down. It's a tastefully shot sex scene, but yes. let's be honest, we all want to see a little more of Carrie Ann's moss. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, it would have been an interesting direction to take this in where Trinity ends up pregnant I'm surprised it didn't happen right I mean think about how the story would changes dramatically
2: yeah because then I guess <laughs> well no now I'm thinking of well if somebody's pregnant they're not allowed to serve aboard a ship because or, or you know are they pregnant when they go into the matrix can the pluggables
0: be pregnant oh there's a better question if you're not naturally born, if you're just grown, surely in order to keep populations in control, the machines would have removed the ability to be pregnant.
2: Yeah, but, oh, yeah.
0: We're well, no, talking about all the stuff you've never
2: well, thought know, about before. Well, uh, well, then you're moving into bio- Surely you can be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like, did they remap their DNA structure to to not allow- pregnancy but then I I feel like they just like well no because you can't because they're not the the machines aren't creating people from nothing like there is a mating situation to bear a child of recycling it's the most
0: efficient way I mean unless I mean because here's the thing they do have to change the DNA because they're all plugs well they don't they just install them upon birth well then does that mean that the machines not, have themselves? They're not synthetic. So let's just assume then the machines have, like, on one hand a vat of semen, and on the other hand a vat of eggs, and they just go, "We need more humans." Okay, put a couple more together. Yeah. Okay. I think that's very. I mean, as far as efficiency and like
2: create new meat, baby, uh, uh, meat batteries. <laughs>
0: Meet babe. <laughs> <laughs> meet babes. Hey, meet babe. Okay. Uh, back in the Matrix, Bane and another member of the Caduceus crew are fleeing for their lives from something. They have reached an exit and have a message from the Oracle. Bane goes last, and just before he can get out, Smith jumps through the skylight and plunges his hand into Bane's chest. Shut your mouth before I put you in one. Or such such your hole before I put you in one. <laughs> uh. Black fluid of sorts spreads all over Bane's body from where Smith has his hand, and once he, uh, once covered, he is another Smith clone. The clone then puts the phone to his ear and leaves the Matrix. I wish we would have spent a scene or two with Bane before this. Yes. Because it would have felt like an actual loss then. Yeah.
2: Um, something Because like, the only bit you get is that we should help him, my Captain. We should answer the call. And it's like, shut your hole, Bane, before I put you in one.
0: Right, And that was it. That was it. And I think that was Roy Jones that says that, right? Was it? No, the captain wasn't out there with Bane, was it? No, no. I don't think so. Okay. I was going to say, when Roy Jones says it, you, you shut up.
2: Yeah, you're right. Yes, yeah. sir.
0: But oh, shit. Smith is in the real world now.
2: Yeah. The and line, was, I think,
0: the I think line that, of code is possessed.
2: I think that's why it was a little bit confusing, is because you didn't really have anything to latch
0: on to Bane prior. No. Which stinks, because in the, in the minute and a half we get him, you almost wish you had seen a little bit more of him because he seems good. He seems like a good guy that just gets shit on. Yeah. You didn't get enough good time with him. No.
2: Yeah. Because now you're just like, oh, he's a piece of shit.
0: Right. I mean, he's got a piece of shit face. Yeah.
2: Hey, don't don't hate on the goatee.
0: <laughs> Neo wakes up and goes outside his apartment gazing over the city. <laughs> just, I was going to say, Padme joins him and says, what's wrong, Anakin? Uh, <laughs> or homelander like homelander homelander starts 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 whacking off and whacking off over the city (laughs) (laughs) counselor Heyman approaches him and offers his company neo accepts Heyman asks if neo has ever been to the engineering level he's not so they go once down there Heyman tells neo about his wondering if they the free humans aren't in a sense plugged into these machines they do after all depend on them and neo answer is that they control these machines that if they wanted to they could just turn them down destroy them But Hammond points out there's a catch. If they did turn them off, what would happen to their water supply, heat, etc.? But in the end, he has no point to his musings, and they leave it at that. There is a deliberate point to his musings. It's not about control. It's about mutual survival. Yes, balance. Symbiosis. Yes. The Gungans and the Naboo have to work together. together. Uh, He also brings up reason and purpose, something we will see a thousand times in this movie. Uh, And it's really the theme of this movie does if you don't have purpose and what have you yeah uh it's morning and ballard knocks on a door in zion and trinity opens it's a message from the oracle against Locke's orders morpheus takes off with the ship and crew to have neo meet with her before departure z tries to urge link to wear her lucky necklace he reluctantly agrees not believing in that stuff and they kiss okay we know link is the proxy uh for the neo role in the first movie the person who doesn't believe and then does by the end believe did we need it again though in the service of the movie that they've created, was that needed? I don't know if it's needed, but there's always... you. I, th- I think
2: for a movie to be good with theme, you have to sprinkle it here and there as a, per- a prevalent, you know, um, source. Yeah. Or
0: so, like, in the third movie, that should still be a thing, another character that's in the same vein. Because if they're yeah. the first and second, then you need to have it in the third. Yeah, and it happens. Who's the third?
2: Um... The kid. The kid. So
0: oh, he the one who goes, I believe. Yes. He's, that's he's it. Like Thank lost.
2: you. He's lost hope. And he goes, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: But he also doesn't believe through faith. He believes because he sees Neo do something. So that's not really faith. That's proof. We'll get into it. We'll in get the, into the revolution. We'll, yeah, we'll get into revolution. <laughs> Don't you worry, babe. <laughs> at the As at the party go to their ship, Bane and Smith sit in a nook of the tunnel. Or Bane-Smith. We'll call him Bith. <laughs> Biff. Biff. There we go. Biff Tannen sits in a nook of the tunnel, cutting his hand with a knife. When the quartet pass him, he sneaks up behind them, knife in hand. He is discovered, though, when the kid from before comes running. Bainsmith hides the knife behind his back and claims he just wanted to say good luck. The kid has to say goodbye to his hero, too, before he leaves and gives him something from one of the orphans. It's a metal spoon. <laughs> Thank you, Spoon Man. <laughs> got him hyped. Uh I do like the fact that the actor they got does have Smith's bone structure in his face.
2: It's weird. Yeah, it it's is. It's very bizarre. <laughs> it's great casting. It's fantastic casting. Uh I'm wondering if they did any like CGI to add to that. It's so weird. Like it's kind of creepy.
0: It is. You know, and I was watching something the other day, which was an, uh, it was a Conan O'Brien interview with Timothy Oliphant okay. and how he took a picture with his family for Christmas, but the picture wasn't him. It was Josh Duhamel because they look identical. Okay. That oh, guy. Yeah. So apparently they, they'd heard for years that they look alike. So for a Christmas picture, Timothy Oliphant <laughs> called up Josh Duhamel to take a Christmas picture with his family. His mother didn't notice the difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Did but, you ever, in, the, in a totally
2: opposite kind of way, did you see uh, Hannibal Burris sent a double to one of his movie premieres? No, and no, and there was <laughs> there was oh, what f-ing movie was, it was a tag? <laughs> no, he he literally sent out a message on Twitter saying, "Hey, I need somebody who will go as me to the premiere." Maybe it was the and Spider-Man was where he played the gym just, teacher. <laughs> it was literally just a random dude who's taller, like better looking, <laughs> and he went as Hannibal Burris. And a couple interviewers, yeah, took it seriously. Had no as, idea. That had no idea. They're like, "So what's it like, Hannibal, working on such a prevalent film?" And you know, dude's like, "Oh, it was great. You know, just like just nothing like Hannibal Burris, right?" And it worked, and it's so fucking funny. He talked about it on Cone and they'd show the clip of like the actual interview. And then like, there's a new story to the, uh, the guy who was the double and the caught him and was like, like you've, you, you fooled people. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I really don't know. He, he literally sent out a tweet and I said, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. It and
0: was, so t- it was Tyrese. It was Tyrese Gibson. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Locke is outraged at Counselor Hammond for giving the Nebuchadnezzar clearance to leave. He did so because he believes their survival depends on more than how many ships they have. Isn't the best defense a good offense. Yeah, but you gotta believe. (laughs) Neo enters the matrix near the designated address which is in Chinatown. He enters a small room from the street and at the back of the room sits an Asian looking man in corresponding clothes meditating. To Neo, who sees everything in coding, the stranger radiates a golden light. The stranger introduces himself as Seraph and will take him to the Oracle after a good old fashioned sparring session. After some kicking, punching, and blocking, Seraph is satisfied. He had to make sure Neo really was the one as the Oracle has many enemies. You do not really know someone until you fight them Until you fight them He then shuts the door To the street Pulls out a key that he turns into The keyhole And opens the door again It no longer leads To the streets of Chinatown But to a white hallway Lined with green doors Fun fact Yes that Do you know what
2: Serif means?
0: Uh, Seraph is a type of angel. It's an angelic being. Yes, it's one of the choirs of angels. Uh-huh. I believe it's the highest choir of angels, but I might be wrong. Maybe the second highest. I don't know. Seraphim and cherubim; those are the two there. Okay, so it no longer leads to the streets of Chinatown, but to a white hallway lined with green doors. They are back doors in the programming. However, when Neo is in the hallway, Link has lost sight of him from his real-world docking station. They walk down the hall till Seraph stops, opens another door. The one, this one, leads to an isolated courtyard where the Oracle sits waiting on a bench as someone who's encoding how do you like this representation of the back doors overall in this
2: this trilogy they do a great job representing um, kind of a software kind of side so yeah the back doors that's a killer uh, the representation of like mr. Smith is a worm and how a worm acts yeah like copying and taking taking over they do a really good job throughout so this is super cool idea that you just especially when we get to like the Frenchman, and like they're in the restaurant, their back door to their location.
0: Yeah, like it's it's really clever. Many of the metaphors are pretty pretty on the nose in this. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the more elegant ones, I think, because yes. it's not the the attention is not drawn to it. It's just kind of like if you know what back doors are in programs, you know, if you've ever done something, and you're like, oh, I took a back door to get into it. Then you understand this is exactly what it probably looks like is a visual representation.
2: Yes, and it's cool because they go back to the same hallway. This isn't just like a, a one off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and th- Okay, this bothers me. You do not really know someone until you fight them. By that measure, I don't know J.C., Joel, Elizabeth, Caitlin, Sam, or Steve. This is bullshit. Just say what you really want to say, Wachowskis. We haven't had an action scene in a while, and we need help with pacing. Or we could fight right now. I don't want to fight you. You kicked my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I I'm know. A big, I'm
2: a giant pussy. I don't know.
0: I, th- just so you know, Sam is upwards of seven foot two. <laughs> 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 I'm a weak three-five. There, uh, Neo approaches her And she asks him to sit down From the conversation The following information is divulged One, the oracle is a program Two, as a program that means she was created by the machine world And three, why? And four, she likes candy She likes butterscotch candies Mm, Hard candy (laughs) She's a grandma She then tries to explain how many programs are working all the time I love this scene and how they describe the programs. Yeah. This is so cool because I remember buying and I was like, okay, this is the second greatest movie I've ever seen just based off of this <laughs> scene. And then you realize the movie is more than just one scene. Uh <laughs> Most programs do their jobs so they're invisible. The ones that aren't doing their jobs, which seem to manifest themselves as ghosts or vampires, are rogue programs that face deletion by the source. She instructs Neo that he must find the source or the machine mainframe. Neo questions his dream uh, he's been having about Trinity dying, but the Oracle points out to him that she never actually dies in the dream. We cannot see past the choices we do not understand. But you got the sight, baby. But you got the sight. You got the sight. <laughs> Neo asks her, are you saying I have to choose whether Trinity lives or dies? You dumb f- You didn't just hear what she said? She you, doesn't you in the dream. You don't, you don't see her die in the dream. No, Neo, you've already made the choice. You see her smash
2: right into that car real hard, though.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I think that counts as dying. (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. You're not going (laughs) to survive that. She hits that car hard. It doesn't feel good. Neo refuses to accept this. He can do no such thing, uh, but he has to. Why? Because he's the one. If Neo doesn't go to the source, all of Zion will perish. And to get there, he will need the Keymaker, an exile program currently held captive by the Merovingian, an old dangerous program. Now, to be clear, this scene becomes redundant later on because when he meets with the architect he tells him basically the same shit yeah <laughs> did we need two of these
2: no <laughs> no but it sure does look cool and like makes you ponder life and yeah like, why am I here in this theater
0: I mean no pun intended it's a hell of a data dump yeah uh, once again, the focus is on why and choice. choice. Uh, we also learned that not every human we see in the Matrix is a plugged in individual. It's a program. Yeah. So even though you watch, you're like, oh, everybody here is plugged in. No, some of them are just programs amongst us, like aliens who've shape shifted into us. And we will also see a family of programs. We will uh, in the
2: third one, right? We see the dad in this movie.
0: The dad's in this movie?
2: Yeah. It's a, it's a real quick catch. When they first. Go to the Frenchman. Yeah, the person they're talking to right before. Who's to it us. is him. It's him.
0: Oh my God!
2: He's making a deal about the train man.
0: Yeah. Oh, I told. Oh, you're. Oh,
2: uh-huh. It's a cool.
0: It's a cool little tease. Well done. Yeah. Oh. Seraph comes over saying they must leave and so he and the oracle leave through the back door just as the door closes smith appears apparently neo and he are connected somehow he explains that when neo destroyed him he was supposed to be deleted but he refused to obey the rules and has now become unplugged like eric clapton and mtv then there is the question of purpose and smith clones start coming towards them such elaborating or each elaborating on the importance of purpose when the original smith and neo are surrounded by clones smith tries to turn him into another clone but with some effort neo manages to resist the attack of the clones and pulls Smith's hands out of his chest. All Smith's attack. A lengthy fight ensues, more clones joining in continually. In the middle of it all, an agent comes to the scene only to be turned yet into another clone, but not before recognizing Smith in surprise. Eventually, Neo abandons the fight and all the clones go their separate ways. Back in the real world, Neo is unplugged. Neo confirms that Smith has found a way to copy himself. Go ahead. Just go. How
2: (laughs) does your sequel Special effects look worse than the first movie. It, it looks like they downgraded. Like I think it, shots in the Matrix look way more realistic than the video game that
0: we watched for this fight. The funny thing about this fight is that whenever it's Neo without the 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 pole, the, the pole it's him. Yeah, but the problem then is all the Smiths, and this is
2: like the Last Jedi bad. Yes, This is, you're clearly pulling punches and people are getting hit (laughs) with nothing. You're
0: talking about the Praetorian Guard uh, fight (laughs) where the knife disappears in the guy's hand all of a
2: sudden? Dude gets, you know, (laughs) dude throws his head back like he got punched, but he's nowhere near Ray.
0: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. In 2003, I remember seeing this going, oh, this is cool. Because you're sitting there going, I'm in a Matrix movie. Things are supposed to look cool. And it's a lot like when you and I went to go see Suicide Squad uh, and we were laughing for the first few minutes because we know it's supposed to be a comedy. And after a while, the laughs go go away and you go, this shit's not funny. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I came in ready and you pulled Uh, your punch. The hype goggles were taken off. Yeah. Uh, I get that the Wachowskis wanted to try something new. This had never been done before. Nope. Uh, And in that regard, I appreciate it being the foundation for what we may see later on in subsequent movies, where yes. this is done better. Yeah. Uh, this is weak as hell now. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: uh, it's a lot. This is, uh, I think this is the first fight, uh, maybe with Seraph. Like, Seraph is super choreographed and yeah, just doesn't feel very authentically
0: like they're fighting. This is like a step further. Right, right. But it reminds me of people arguing that the Anakin-Obi-Wan fight in Revenge of the Sith isn't a good one. And I say- Who the f*** says that? <laughs> there are people out there that say it isn't because it's too choreographed. And I said- It's one of the- oh the re- I, and My response is, the reason it looks choreographed is because they can anticipate each other's moves. Because they're so well trained. And in this- the reason why it looks so choreographed is because one, he is an expert in whatever it is that he's doing, so he can anticipate the moves outside of that. Mm-hmm. But it's not so much the choreography in me, it's the weight again. There's no weight behind any of these fing punches or kicks.
2: And you've got a single computer program that's copied itself over and over and over again. Work it, in a kind of slick way, it kind of is cool because they are working by themselves. They're not really a unit and because it's not just one giant hive mind this like these are all you know separate yeah. entities that are still under the same like dna structure but you could have worked a little more together a little bit more yeah
0: my problem with this is there's a specific moment in this fight where i just tune out all of a sudden Right, just go on. Yeah, I'm like, all right, please just end already. And, and that moment is when they use the sounds of a pin of pins in a bowling alley when he throws the Smith at the others.
2: Yeah, it's, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Did this just turn into a cartoon? Yeah, I I I can't find any reason to justify that.
0: Yeah, and realistically, the proper decision for Neo here would be to would not have been to fight. It would have been to go away because the fight here, even though it's cool, is not necessary to the plot at all.
2: No. Well, I think it's more of, like, number one, he's going to get some answers for his previous. Has he had an encounter yet? With Smith? Yes. Not in this movie. Okay, so he hasn't had an encounter yet, but he knows Smith's around. So he's going to stick around and try to, like, you know, figure out, well, he got the gift from Smith. Now Smith's here, and now there's more of them. Oh, this is bad.
0: But But the thing is, once he sees all of them, that's where he gets that idea, right? Yeah. So he doesn't need to fight
2: them. No, but the idea of like, I need to stomp this out right now, and then he's just
0: overpowered. Okay, yeah. For me, I look at it and go, the Wachowskis are pulling a magic trick right now. They're just saying, look at my right hand, I'm gonna do something with my left hand right now. Like, fill time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh yeah, no, it's still way too long. Yeah. In Zion, the council and all crews are gathered. Locke explains their current situation and tactics. The council has limited confidence in these tactics. They then ask if there has been word from the Nebuchadnezzar, but there hasn't. Hence, the council asks for two volunteer ships to go search for them against Locke's protest. Boy, Locke is just getting shit on in this movie. Uh, Captain Soren stands up immediately. Bane Smith suggests to Ballard that they should volunteer, but Ballard just tells him to shut up. Eventually, Niobe declares her willingness to search for the missing party. To Locke's surprise and horror, he tries to forbid her to go, but she is determined because some things never change and some things do. If Roy Jones says he'll put you in a hole, you shut up. So it was him that says (laughs) it. It was him, okay. Yeah, it was just in a different scene. I do love how nobody is on Commander Locke's side. If nobody supports this guy, why is he in charge? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) <laughs> Isn't that
2: any politician really, or any person in, in well, power? That's exactly. It's like you have
0: this whole. You were group. elected
2: and then go f- yourself.
0: No one is behind this guy. No. Uh, did Naomi stand up because Locke said no, or because Locke said no man would risk his life? Sorry, I know they both came out the same year, but Return of the King did this better with a woman, when a woman killed someone. <laughs> okay, now we get to my second favorite scene. The Merovingian. Oh, yes. <laughs> Neo, Trinity, and Morpheus arrive at a fresh restaurant in the Matrix where they find the Merovingian and his wife, Persephone, at the head table as mm. if they were king and queen of hell. As a trafficker of information, as he calls himself, the Merovingian knows why they are there. The question is, according to him, do they know? He says they are there because they were told to. Declares he has no intention of letting go of the Keymaker and tells them to tell the oracle from him that her time is almost up. He also explains to them what he holds holds as one truth, namely the forces of causality. As he has said all he feels like sharing, he cuts the negotiation short and excuses himself to the men's room. Neo, Morpheus and Trinity are escorted to the elevator by the Merovingian's henchmen. Okay, hold on, you missed that whole cake scene. We're gonna talk about the cake scene. Do you wanna talk about the cake scene? Well, yeah, I wanna talk about the cake scene. So tell me about what you liked about the cake scene. Causality, <laughs> you eat the cake, you get so horny. Cause and effect. He writes a code that gives a woman an orgasm when she bites a piece of cake. God, I want a piece of that cake. It- <laughs> Here, go to the fridge. I think I got a slice.
2: <laughs> it's not that one. No, it'll be super tasty, but it's not that. It's not that code cake.
0: It's a brilliant move to show programs writing programs at this point.
2: Yes, and the the strong effect they can have on whether that is a person, whether that is a meat battery plugged in or a program itself. Yes.
0: Uh, the Merovingian, uh, the name is from the Merovingian dynasty, which was a ruling class of the Franks back in 5 BC, hence the French accent. Mm-hmm. Persephone is a Greek mythological daughter of Demeter who was kept kidnapped by Hades to rule the underworld by his side. And I'm convinced Monica Bellucci is an actual goddess. Yeah. She's just yeah. She's just, beautiful. She's
2: just yeah. Uh, just- Un, oof, Flawless. unreal flaw. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Just,
0: there's, there's no word to describe really, truly. It, right. There are three exposition dumps in this movie. This is the second one. The third was the orc or the first was the oracle. The second is the Merovingian. The third is the architect later on. Oh yeah. Yeah. And this is my favorite because of how well the Merovingian describes things. Oh my gosh. Especially when he says, I love cursing in French. It's like wiping your ass with <laughs> silk. <laughs> Melt. <laughs>
2: He's right. He's absolutely right. It
0: is. When he delivers the line, the whole line in French, he's just like, like, I don't know what he's saying, but but it's got to be bad. It's got to be bad. (laughs) And I'm here for it. Yes. When the elevator stops and the door is open, they see Persephone waiting for them. If you want the key Maka, follow me. She says dryly and takes them to the men's room where the Merovingian is not. not. Why are you doing this, Neo asks, and her answer is that she has come to resent her husband. She will take them to the Keymaker on one condition, that Neo kiss her as if she were Trinity. Well, was she programmed to be, like, with him? With, with the Merovingian?
2: Following the whole Prasov anything? Probably. Yeah, like something along those lines. Yeah.
0: Maybe to keep him in line.
2: Just doing a shit job.
0: I would say so. Uh... Trinity's not having this kiss at all. Trinity protests by pulling a gun at Persephone, but as they they need the key maker. Can you blame her? I don't blame her. It's Monica Bellucci, for God's sakes. Uh, She has no choice but to back down and look on in anguish. As soon as Persephone is satisfied, she fulfills her promise. Now, this is interesting. I did not know this, but Monica Bellucci is actually a well-accomplished Italian actress. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. Is that why we don't see her very often in, like, American film. She well, okay. Like she's in a lot here, but she parlayed her notoriety in this movie and revolutions into playing Mary Magdalene in the Passion of the Christ. That's right. Uh, and she's uh, she's been working steadily since 1993. Great. She's been in 62 movies since 91. Jesus, including 93's Dracula as Dracula's bride. Oh my gosh, I had no idea until I looked at her IMDb because I was like, "What did she do after this?" And I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. (laughs) And it's not made for TV work. No, no, no. It's Italian movies. And occasionally there's one American one thrown in there.
2: Hey. Yeah.
0: Uh, There are two kisses that are stuck in my brain. This one. And Sarah Michelle Gellar and Selma Blair in Cruel Intentions. (sighs) That's a good one. Good selections. Yes. And (laughs) the funny thing is, Trinity is going to kick his ass later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she leads them through the kitchen. I do like when she, when she goes, a kiss, and Tony goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, excuse me. <laughs> it's the most dryly delivered no ever. <laughs> <laughs> With said gun. Oh, my God. Uh, and then when he just takes his glasses off, I'm like... Oh, Trini, just turn around, honey. Just turn around. Just turn you around. You see, don't need to you see, don't see this shit. don't want to see what's <laughs> about to happen. She leads them through the kitchen of the restaurant to do a door at the other end. There's, this she opens with a key similar to that of Seraph's. This takes them to the great hall of a chateau. Persephone further leads the party to a small study where two shady dudes are sitting guard. She shoots one with a silver bullet and tells the other to tell his master what she has done or die like his friend. She opens a secret door to the dungeons where they find the keymaker. As they re-enter the main hall, the Merovingian and his henchmen burst through the front door. He is shocked by his wife's actions and fails to understand her reasons she plainly explains that it is just like he said cost an effect a, it's just a game it's just a game <laughs> the mayor of engine claims there is no cost for this but persephone points out the lipstick that he's still wearing and it's not on his lips <laughs> he
2: leaves <laughs> I love how when she points this out he's just like
0: okay you've got me <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, the key maker is an interesting character. I almost feel like this is straight out of an anime novel. Yeah, like when you see the door open, you see
2: all, all the, the keys. keys. This is straight out of anime. And his little, his little, like key blow thing. Yes. I was like, "All right, you're just a character." Yes. You're really, just a character. But I like that actor. Yeah. No, he's great. Yeah. And he gets a. Great scene! I wish I was in with Carrie Ann Fisher. Mm-hmm. Wait. R- riding bitch on a motorcycle. Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. Sorry, Carrie and Moss. Yeah. Carrie Ann Fisher doesn't exist. No.
0: Carrie Fisher does. Carrie Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, were the two guys werewolves? Yes. Okay. Just making sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, there was a there was a, a, a callback to the um vampires or yes rogue I, program. That's what I thought ghosts. it was. I was because then this is where the movie diverges from the Matrix. This is where it dives into definitely more like sci-fi and fantasy, what, like fantasy. Like what, what? Yeah,
0: the Matrix had an era of this could be true.
2: Reloaded says
0: no, it can't. Which <laughs> you know, I like the the twins and the ghost. It's cool, but yeah, it gets a little weird. Yeah. Uh, the Merovingian immediately orders the twins, who turn out to have the ability to turn into spectrals to get the Keymaker back. The Keymaker flees right away, and Trinity and Morpheus follow him, leaving Neo to handle the henchmen. They put up more of a fight than the agents, but are still not much of a match for the one. Disappointed, the Merovingian and company leave the way they came, closing the door behind them. This causes the connection between the restaurant and Castle to break, and when he reopens the door, Neo finds himself high in the mountains. He thus He therefore runs the way the Keymaker went. This is my favorite fight in the movie. The stairway fight. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's bit, pretty bitching. Yeah, if there's not because there's not a whole lot of CGI in this. No, and it's such
2: it's so cool, especially when they like pan out so you can see the whole like foyer with the left and right staircase, and they're like going from right,
0: yes, jumping to the left, and it's all wire work. Yes,
2: and it's not just cheesy wire foo like it's
0: super entertaining and smooth. They did a great job saying we've done hand to hand. Let's add weapons. Yep. And the weapons show weight now. Yes, they do. Uh, Especially when the one guy has his arm pinned uh, with the side against the wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he throws it down and he grabs that big ass club. And you're like, yes, do it, do it, do it, do it. (laughs) Uh, The twins are creepy as shit.
2: Yeah, they are. Very.
0: Even before they go stop. (laughs) They're just weird looking. Yeah. And this is the first time we hear of Neo's predecessors in this movie. Uh, we didn't know there were predecessors before. No. Outside of Smith saying so in the Matrix that there have been many versions of the Matrix, but that was about it. Did Keanu use the Force to pull the side blades to him? It's the Matrix, baby. Because he goes and they fly off the wall to his hands. Yeah.
2: Don't okay. know if he ever does that again. But... Kind of
0: feel like this betrays the rules of the Matrix that we've seen so
2: far. <laughs> He's fly. He flies. True. No, I don't. Why he couldn't have just you know jumped over and grabbed him? That, uh, I don't know. I don't know either. But it, it, it was, adds effect I guess to his his quote unquote godliness in the matrix, yeah,
0: thankfully we have the Merovingian to cap this fight off with God damn it women, you will be the end of me, <laughs> <laughs>
2: which also will get into like his his flight from the castle, yeah, but i i I did the kind of did the math, oh, and if anything he's i like he's northern California.
0: Oh, I thought he was like where Ray al Ghul he's was like, in six, Batman
2: Begins. <laughs> no, he's like, uh, I forget what Link says the distance is. Oh. What the closest like range I can think of is like
0: north. I thought because of the way that it was styled that they were I in like in France, Nepal or like, China. Yeah, I thought they were,
2: oh, so I thought they were in the French Alps. Oh, okay. But- no, it's not the case. At least with the math, what Link says the distances and how long it takes him to fly there. Yeah, okay. Cause it takes him a minute. And he's only flying at like the speed of an airplane.
0: Well, unless he's Santa. Santa moves faster.
2: Well, he's, It's not Chris. It's not... He doesn't follow the same December. rules as everybody December. else. It's not December yet.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, the key maker connects to the door at the end of the hallway to a parking lot, but Trinity fails to close the door before one of the twins gets an arm between the door and the door frame. Thus, the other twin can merely glide through in spectral form, prompting Trinity to fight him. Morpheus holds the door, but she loses, and the twin pulls a knife to her throat.
2: What a great shot, though, when he's got the arm and trying to just like bang,
0: bang, 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 bang. bang. <laughs> it's just sitting there going through it. And, he's and like, on the other side, he's like, "Would you hurry up? <laughs> As they drive away, one of the twins closes the door in Neo's face. Neo crashes through the door anyway, but is again in the mountains. He calls Link, who can only tell him he's in the mountains. Neo then inquires how Trinity and Morpheus are doing, and Link gives him directions to their whereabouts. And now we get to Sam's favorite part of the movie, the highway chase.
2: This scene is
0: bitchin'. In the city, Morpheus and Trinity are zooming through the streets trying to shake off the pursuing twins who have acquired a car of their own. Morpheus calls Link for help and it turns out the only way is onto the freeway. By now, a load of police cars are on their tail. Elsewhere in the Matrix, Niobe calls Link to tell him they have come to get them out. On the freeway, the twins are now in front of Morpheus and company, and as soon as they run out of ammo, the one not driving takes spectral form and lands himself in the backseat of the other car. Next to the Keymaker. You know what? I'm going to go through this entire thing, but I'm not going to go through this entire thing because I feel like just talking about it and telling you every f***ing thing that happens in this scene is redundant. Sam, let's just go into this. What do you love about this scene? Go for it. You are on the edge of your seat the entire time, which feels like
2: an hour, but you're okay with it because of what's going on. You have Trinity on a motorcycle. And what kind of motorcycle, you ask? Matching a black matching black. <laughs> this scene has everything. It has suspense. It has danger. You already you are given the sense of danger from when Morpheus tells Trinity to get on the highway. She goes, "You told me never, ever to get on the highway." Right. And she goes, "I know, but this time for an exception." <laughs> The danger is set. You're like, why is the highway so dangerous? Oh, all the cars, car accidents, anything could go wrong in an instant.
0: Yes. The You got two specters chasing you, wanting to kill you. Which is a really cool effect when they go from car to car. Yeah. That's I gotta admit, that's awesome when they do that. I I like it when Morpheus is on top of the truck fighting.
2: And then it gets to a yes, it's it's on a moving truck and there's a agents fighting and the agents show up so the agents are trying to kill them but the twins are trying to kill them. <laughs> so much happens and then god when Trinity is
0: bobbing and weaving from the cars on the highway, it's so intense. Yeah. It's amazing that they did this in real time and didn't slow it down they and speed down, up the like camera. Jason Bourne, yeah. Yeah. This, what I love about this also is that they built the entire road just for the scene. And it makes, like, I've watched this several times and I sit there going, okay, where's the repeating parts of the road that I can check out? I don't know where they are. The fact that they built it and it's a small chunk of road for what the scene actually is and they had no repeating shots was brilliant. No, this, this scene
2: is. There it goes.
0: Yep. It's
2: getting in. It's getting in. <laughs> bano. Put the bano. Put the bam, bam, bano. And it has this music behind it. What more could you ask for? This is the most Matrix-y thing probably in this movie. I did this for you, Sam. Ugh, it's so good.
0: (laughs) Now that you hyped. Further back, another agent is in control of another semi-truck and turns the truck, aiming for the other truck in a head-on collision. Neo, if you're out there, I could use some help. Praise Morpheus to himself. What is that? Wonders Link about something on the screen. And Neo comes flying through the air, grabbing Morpheus and the Keymaker in the nick of time.
2: And (laughs) everyone in the theater, myself, alone in my bedroom, throws their hands up in excitement and just glee and going, yes! Link celebrates with all of us. Yeah, everyone (laughs) cheered in the theater. And because, I, I still get
0: so giddy about it. People don't realize this scene from beginning to end was all action for 22 minutes. It's exhausting. And so at the end when Link celebrates, we're all like, yeah, it's over, finally. Oh, go <laughs> like, f- yourself. No, I mean like, that was fucking crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Not like, thank God that's over. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But what I, my favorite part is how they shoot neo coming in to grab morpheus yes. and the keymaker the key because they slow it all down you see the same effect on the truck that they show on the side of the building when the helicopter uh gets k- uh, nailed in the first mm-hmm. movie the explosion is beautiful he grabs them both shoots up and granted it looks bad cgi but it's a cool iconic looking shot oh yeah uh and we all just go, yeah yeah um we also in this little we learned that the Keymaker is an exiled program in this scene. But what exactly did the Keymaker do that was not in his programming again? Yeah, why is he? I mean, why did they, is he exile?
2: Exile him because they he made back doors for people, and they're like, cool. We need to get rid of you, so no more can be created. So that hall basically is the Keymaker's doing. doing. Yeah, if that's the case, that makes perfect sense. And no, then I think maybe like the exiling is well, we don't want people poking around
0: that we don't want yeah like this is for
2: us as admin
0: okay yeah i get that i get Maybe. To that it could be it's an unanswered question
2: i'm sorry but all questions must
1: be submitted in writing
0: in zion they learn the machines are drilling through the earth are currently being slowed down by iron which means that they will be in zion in little over nine hours they didn't plan for iron uh sorry <laughs> Soren, Niobe, Morpheus, and their crews are gathered with the Keymaker. He tells them what they must do. Neo must go through the door that leads to the source, but to keep the entire building from exploding, the electrical network providing energy to 27 square blocks must be disabled. Niobe and Ghost must therefore take out a power station while Soren and his crew deactivate the emergency network. This will give a five-minute window during which Neo must open the door. Sounds like an Ocean's movie. It feels like a Mission Impossible movie. (laughs) All must be done as one. If one fails, all fail, the Keymaker instructs. Now, back in the real world, while waiting for it to be time for him to go, Neo makes Trinity promise not to enter the matrix and she agrees. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Niobe and Ghost succeed, but Soren and his crew are killed by Sentinels just before they accomplish their mission. Link and Trinity discover that they aren't moving and so Trinity has to go in to finish their job. As Neo sees the lights go out, he, Morpheus and the Keymaker enter the hall of Backdoors, where they are met by Smith. Trinity enters the matrix and all happens as in Neo's dreams. In the hallway, Neo and Morpheus are assaulted by a horde of Smiths. They try to take Morpheus's body for their own, but Neo prevents it. In the heat of the battle, the Keymaker sneaks around by using alternate doors and opens the one they seek. Just as the, just as the power grid fails again, <laughs> thanks to Trinity. <laughs> uh, I'm just picturing him going through the doors like back and forth, like in random doors, just like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Like, doobie doobie doobie. Just running through different <laughs> doors at a time. Unfortunately, the keymaker is gunned down by Smiths as he closes the door and dies. Before taking his last breath, he tells Morpheus which door to take to get home and gives Neo the key he needs to open the special door. Simultaneously, an agent is heading for Trinity without her knowledge. Neo enters the door of light. Keymaker dying kind of sucks, but I feel like this one was earned rather than Bane's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a little more
2: growth.
0: Right. More growth. But here's the thing. The Keymaker's been around for a long time. At some point, you got to recognize that when guns are shooting at you, you don't open the door while staring out the door. Yeah. (laughs) And also you think, well, I guess,
2: yeah, so if he's exiled, but he's a, is he a necessary program? Because I guess the Smiths wouldn't have killed a necessary program.
0: I mean, here's the thing. He's necessary because he got away. Well,
2: oh, wait. The highway scene the the agents were trying to kill
0: the keymaker too, right? Yes, because he escaped. They have to kill him. Yeah. Okay. Um, but at the same time when when keymaker closes the door, he stands in the doorway the door is closing. I'm like, you dumbass. Yeah. Well he Uh, makes keys, dude. He doesn't doesn't dodge (laughs) bullets yet. He is now in a room where the walls are made up of old fashioned television screens. In a chair on the other side of the room sits the architect. The one (laughs) (laughs) the one who designed the Matrix. (laughs) Neo asks why he is there and the architect explains that Neo is an anomaly he has been unable to remove you haven't answered my question Neo points out the architect confirms and mentions that he caught on faster than the others the screens showing Neo and expressing his thoughts all express bewilderment by what the architect means the matrix is older than you know the architect explains apparently this is the sixth version Neo has trouble accepting but concludes that either no one told me or no one knows precisely (laughs) <laughs> yes. The anomaly is essentially essential to the equations the architect builds the Matrix from. Choice. The problem is choice, Neo realizes. I do love the fact that the TVs that they use are the same TV we see in the first Matrix movie when they go into the interrogation scene. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, because I, I was watching, I was like, is that the same? That's another slick callback. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I, this scene has been mocked for so long by how many 100 point words the architect uses it took a lot of heat for allegedly speaking above people's heads but i love my it. argument like go fuck yourself he's the architect i loved this i loved it and i remember sitting there my friends were like what did he say I'm... read a book <laughs> it's, it's like
2: um i know you didn't like it but the witch okay in, yeah in old that english old english yeah it sets the time period it is Period accurate. Yeah, and a lot of people, when they got up out of the theater,
0: like, did you understand a single word? And I was like, <laughs> it's all right. You're from Alabama. I get it. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's kind of like why people don't like Dennis Miller. Like Dennis Miller, his jokes were always like high education, I mean. understand the verbiage and all, and the and the metaphors. This is very much the same way.
2: Yeah, but I think it's <clears throat> a, I think it's so appropriate. I do too. He should be this way. He's a snide asshole that is the architect. Exactly. There's a
0: lot of I mean, you have to be, gotta be smart. SMRT. SMRT. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let's see. Just then, Trinity is surprised by an agent. She's no match for him and soon hits the flow. Next thing you know, Shota got low. Okay. <laughs> to, the, <laughs> to the window. <laughs> to the wall. To the wall. Uh, The architect describes the first matrix, which was perfect and therefore failed. The architect tried again, making it reflect human nature, but in vain. The problem was discovered by an intuitive program initially created to investigate certain aspects of the human psyche. The Oracle discovered, according to the architect by chance, that the humans had to be given choice. This leads them to Zion and Neo is with the architect because it is about to be destroyed. A fact Neo cannot accept. The architect simply points out that it is for the sixth time and they're getting better and better at it. It's so cool. So machines are trying to balance with humans. They're trying. They're trying. Yeah. But, okay. Does this mean that the architect is responsible for creating the real world then? Because Zion is in the real world. Is the architect God? Or did the Wachowskis' collective heads go a little too far up their own asses on this one?
2: Yeah, this is... They definitely started to uh, lube up the dome. I think so. Yeah, because... No, that doesn't make sense.
0: There was, it's a cool idea. And there is a problem that happens later on with this, a logical problem that I don't think was thought out all the way. Or if it was, it was like, well, they'll never understand this. So we'll just let it stay in there. Yeah. Their britches are just too high for them. A little bit. Trinity continues to battle the agent, but is slowly being defeated. The architect explains that Neo must now return to the source so that the prime program can be launched. Then he must choose 23 people to rebuild Zion. If he does not, the matrix will crash due to system failure, killing everyone connected. As Zion is about to be destroyed, that would mean the end of the human race. Neo points out however, that machines need humans to survive. One of you two is going to get this eventually, I promise, okay? <laughs> there are levels of survival we are prepared to accept, the architect claims. He doubts, however, that Neo will accept the extinction of all humans. The architect elaborates that the five predecessors were designed to develop an attachment to their fellow human beings. Neo, on the other hand, has a more specific aim for his affections, Trinity. Neo exclaims in a whisper, I should have said that, Trinity. Trinity. the downfall of man the screens are showing her predicament and the architect reveals that she entered the matrix to save his life the architect presents neo with two doors the one to his right leads to the source and the one on the left to trinity and the downfall of man the old man can can tell that neo's feelings are blinding him from the fact that neo will die either way as the oracle predicted neo goes to his left only stopping to threaten the architect that he better hope that they don't meet again we won't is the only reply Choice, 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 choice. The problem here is that there's no repercussion for any of these choices. (laughs) This movie proves that Neo makes all the choices and is not confined by controlled governments. So if choice is your agency, but choice only occurs when those who control allow it, then agency isn't real and can't be subverted. Ergo, any choices Neo makes are a controlled outcome already foreseen by the architect. In other words, what appears to be rebellion is an expected outcome. Yeah, we could go into the argument of free will. But we don't have an architect to argue about. It's me. (laughs) Told you guys, he's seven foot two. (laughs) Back in the real world, Morpheus is just coming out of the Matrix. We have a problem, sir. (laughs) Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) Oh, no, exclaims Morpheus as he sees Trinity connected. Trinity is still battling the agent and jumps through the window and falls. The agent close behind and he shoots her as predicted in Neo's nightmares. Neo, flying faster than ever just bending reality around him, catches her just in time, the agent hitting the car, crushing it. Neo lands on a rooftop with her and lays her down. She appears fatally wounded. Neo removes the bullet by manipulating the code of the Matrix, but Trinity's heart stops. Neo refused to accept her death. Reaching through the code of the Matrix, he compresses her heart and restarts it. She awakens with a start and they kiss passionately. I guess this makes us even, she whispers. Holy shit. He grabbed her heart. Yeah. Yeah. He uh
2: he reached in that sucker.
0: That was gross. That's real gross. <laughs> when he removed How, the bullet, I just remember cringing in my seat.
2: Yeah. Like the bullet thing I got and then ugh, the way reached, he went in he, the way he went in and grabbed onto the heart and
0: ugh. tossed it <laughs>
2: it's a lot.
0: So when Neo removes the bullet, I was like, well, she's a video game character. But when he pumps her heart, I was like, wait, if my avatar is brought back to life, I am? I feel like Link. I can't take this. No one dies in this. No one's allowed to die. No. Because Except they- are the key maker. Well, RIP. no. Because if you're on a truck about to die, don't worry, Neo's coming. If you're about to hit a thing, Neo will find a way. He'll bend the time, space continuum to get there. Poor Bane. Morpheus th- <laughs> If
2: only, If only Neo wasn't so selfish. Oh, God. Saving his friends and save Bane.
0: Just a cruel human being. Morpheus fails to understand why the prophecy has not come true. Neo tells him and the others that they have 24 hours to save Zion and that the prophecy was just another form of control. A lie. Morpheus has major trouble accepting this, but before they could contemplate this complexity, their proximity alert sounds. The Sentinels are just outside of EMP range. It's a bomb, says Neo, and they flee keeping its distance the sentinel they detected spins itself rapidly and releases a tow bomb that collides with the neb from a safe distance the crew see the nebuchadnezzar blown apart by the powerful weapon I have dreamed a dream but now that dream has gone from me thanks Lamus. I dreamed a
2: dream I'm by.
0: <laughs> the sentinels pursue them immediately and the humans run for their lives suddenly Neo stops something's different he says what? asks Trinity I can feel them As the Sentinels descend on them, Neo stops them in midair as if he were emitting an EMP. As soon as all the Sentinels are down, he collapses. Just then, the ship Hammer comes to their rescue. (laughs) Can't touch this. hammer time, maybe. Aboard, Neo is lying unconscious in sick bay. Trinity at his side. In the conference room, the crew of the ship tell Morpheus and Link about the counterattack on the digging machines. It all sounded good, but someone screwed up. An EMP triggered before they were in position and five ships were incapacitated. Bam, bum, bum. bum. <laughs> it was a slaughter. No one knows how it happened. The sole survivor now lies unconscious in the sick bay of the hammer with Neo. It is Bane. Then there are nine minutes of credits before they getting a trailer for The Matrix Revolutions, and that is all, folks. Reloaded. That's 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 Reloaded. Uh, According to the top critics of Rotten Tomatoes, it is a tomato meat reading of 65%, 40 fresh, 22 rotten. The critics on average gave this film a 6.2 out of 10, and the consensus says, though its heady themes are a departure from its predecessor, The Matrix Reloaded is a worthy sequel packed with popcorn-friendly thrills.
2: I think that is an extremely fair... I'd
0: say it's a very positive way of looking at it. Yes. Uh, But let's take a look at what those critics said about this one from the rotten side, because it's always fun. Uh, Jeanette Katsoulis, Las Vegas Mercury, said, What made the first film so satisfying, the detailed creepiness of human enslavement by technology is barely touched on here.
2: Yeah, kind of. I'd say. I'd say so. I think it's, you know, the... I think it's just taken to another level with the architect being like, this is the sixth version getting
0: really good at <laughs> we're really good at killing restarting you. <laughs> mark savlov of the austin chronicle said there's only so much rubik's cubism a film can handle and reloaded is a wash in sci-fi and religious overtones that continually bog the, down the film's forward motion if you take this movie as like a, a pre-third movie yeah i mean <sighs> it's always weird to judge middle movies because you don't know where that middle is going to end into
2: yeah, and it's supposed to set up for the third. It's not a standalone like right. sequel. Like this really is one point five to two. Yeah, you're right. Or like the, a continuation, or a, a, it's a giant setup.
0: It's you, you've seen *Idiocracy*.
2: Yes. Yeah,
0: it's like uh, they took the Matrix and they, they decided to grow it by feeding it Gatorade, or yeah. Bron yeah. Brondo. Brondo. They, they gave they give the Matrix Brondo in this. Yeah. Brondo. The thirst quencher. Paul Bynes of the Sydney Morning Herald said, "Digital millions die in movies a lot now, but who gives a rat's? They're all just zeros and ones. Unless there's some visibly human traits, it's hard to care."
2: I think that's a little brutal because I still care about everyone associated with this film. Well, let's I think. I care about the story. I care. The about only the people that died in
0: this really were Smiths and the Keymaker. And The Keymaker. Yeah. But he was just a zero and one also. He wasn't a real person. Well, we also thought Carrie Ann Fisher, or Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Fisher. I don't know
2: why I keep saying that. <laughs> Princess Ann, Princess Trinity. Princess Trinity. <laughs> well, we start off with her death.
0: Well, we don't... No, we effect. don't see her die. True.
2: Well, we also didn't <laughs> see the giant, like, wall of, you know, wind cars and debris from... You know. <laughs>
0: now, the audience score, they gave us a 3.7 out of 5, with 72% agreeing it's a 3 or higher. So, the movie's over, Sam. Were you entertained? The
2: question, was I entertained? Yes. Yes. I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Is it as good as
0: the first? Definitely not. Definitely not. I'd say that's fair. But is it fun? A big old fuck a yeah. I agree with you. It's not as good as the first. I was entertained, but not in the same way as I was with the first.
2: Yes. This was more like, oh, do the flips and the
0: punches. <laughs> uh, well, let's figure out whether the awards got it right, whether this movie is worth your time or not. All right. At the Academy Awards, it got zero nominations. And at the Golden Globes, zero nominations. And Jesus, the Saturn Awards didn't even like this movie? Zero nominations. But don't worry, because the MTV and Movie Awards, they gave us something. Apparently, it was nominated for Best Fight, but it went down to Kill Bill Volume 1, The Bride vs. Gogo Yubari, which, I'm sorry, is not the best fight in that movie. No. It's her versus the 88, the crazy 88. Um... Do you think the Matrix should have won Keanu Reeves versus Hugo Weavings? The Agent Smiths? Well, you know, in this kind of section you gotta
2: wonder if if a CGI fight counts. Because half that fight is just <laughs> a video game. True. So now I will totally I totally agree that the, the kill bill, the the best fight in the whole movie, is with the eighty eight.
0: Yeah.
2: Which is it's weird that they, they have won- that. They won that one for that fight. Right. Um, now let's see what the other ones have. Hugh Jackman versus Kelly. Who? That was that's Wolverine like, versus
0: the, the, the chick. Death. Death. Whatever. Her, yeah. Whatever her name was. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it, was, mm. it was Wolverine versus Wolverine. That's Rundown, all it was. Whatever. Yeah. It's a cool fight. And bring it down the house. Queen Latifah versus Missy Bile. <laughs> that one should have won. For being real.
2: <laughs> no, I, I mean, that's the thing. It's like half that fight was CGI. So it's yeah.
0: like, if it's this, the, if it's the, if it's Keanu Reeves or Hugo Weavings or the bride versus Go-Go, I'd choose Gogo. go Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best kiss with to Starsky and Hutch, Owen Wilson, Carmen Electra, and Amy Smart. <laughs> but the Matrix Reloaded nominated Reeves and Bellucci. I'm sorry. You got this wrong. Reeves <sighs> and Bellucci should have won this one.
2: Yeah. As, as funny as that threesome is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This should have been OG.
0: And uh, we got ourselves a Razzie Award here. Hello. Worst director went to Martin Brest for the for Geely, but the Wachowski's were up for reloaded. With the Cat in the Hat. Oh, boat trip and, and from Justin trip. to Kelly. And finally the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. This oh is another gosh, one. I didn't
2: even know about this. Yes.
0: Thing. Two nominations. Worst screenplay for a film grossing more than one hundred million dollars using Hollywood math went to the cat in the hat. I would say it's a worse movie. Oh, 100%. Other movies that were nominated were Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, Legally Blonde 2, and Scary Movie 3. Oh, that just is painful. It hurts to even say them.
2: <laughs> the fact that Reloaded is in this hurts my <laughs> 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 Like, really? You couldn't have picked a worse movie than The Matrix Reloaded? I don't think... Oh, and it's
0: Revolutions. It's both of them combined. Well, because yeah, because they both came out in the same year. Uh, and finally, worst sequel went to Bad Boys 2. Uh, But they had nominated Reloaded and Revolutions for that also because, let's be honest, you're coming off of The Matrix. Matrix. It's not going to live up to it. Okay, on to our next segment titled Top Three, Bottom Three. This is where we talk about the three things we want to highlight in this movie, and then we go over the three things that are bad, unforgivable, or downright travesties. Let's start with the top three. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Okie dokie, go for it. What are your top three? Okay, my top three. Number
2: three. I appreciate the Wachowski brothers going a little deeper, taking the risk, expanding the narrative in the world, um, and really going into programs and computers and life cycle. Yeah. Um, it's cold. It's bleak. That's software. It's ones and zeros. We've talked about how we like
0: the metaphors in this movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a great, and they, they kind of expanded on that and made more, you know, non, uh, traditional, you know, like the back doors. Like yes. Having a visual representation. That's, That's pretty wild. Right. Uh, The style, theme, and soundtrack, they're all turned up in this one. (laughs) They really, like, they're not as cheesy. Uh, You know, they upgraded the costumes. The soundtrack's bitching. It's a good time. They took the amps to 11. Exactly. (laughs) Number one, the highway scene (laughs) is so ridiculous. It's so fun. It's so entertaining. And come on, Carrie Ann Moss on a Ducati
0: I, yes, please. It's
2: it's pretty. It's so pretty. It's pretty. I'm on your, like, you're on the edge of your seat that entire time.
0: Yeah. Uh, my number three, when Neo stops the Sentinels in the real world. I thought that shit was so... That good was so game. cool. Uh, in my number two, the Merovingian scene, everything about this scene is perfect. Everything. And my number one is actually Harold Perrineau. Link was a good addition to this franchise. We needed someone with a sense of humor, but also an everyman. Yeah. This movie had, because remember the matrix didn't have one of those. Neo was it for the first 75%. And then after that went Neo. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to the bottom three. Okay. Time to vent, Sam, go. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you start? (laughs) The CGI,
2: the special effects, Like, they had a great budget. They had a a budget to work with, but maybe it was just, like, new technologies and, like, going to places that haven't really been experimented with. But how does your CGI look worse than the movie before? Right. Yeah. It's... (laughs) Even then, I think... Revolutions looks a little bit better. Parts like, of it do, parts yeah. Parts of it do. Maybe they just like decided not well, but they were shot at the same time, so that's the problem.
0: You know what it is? It's when it's when it's uh stuff you see in the distance, it doesn't look bad. It's just when they go up close and they try to go up close so much in this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And there's I guess in the in revolutions there's like more going on. Yeah. Not so much just like a single fight.
0: Uh, revolutions is definitely more
2: big screen. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Uh number two is the fight with Agent Smith is cool, but gets goofy, it's <laughs> it looks bad. Um like Joe brought up, the whole bowling alley Ugh. pin crash, like I'm just pulled out. It's just like this is awful. Ugh. And then I feel like the pacing is really off and yeah. its biggest flaw in this this movie in general is just the pacing itself. At times it moves so
0: fast and then others it just drags. I yeah. I agree. Yeah. My number three, the fight sign the fight scenes are elaborate but they're not as purposeful as the first movie. Yeah, The why, which is movies all about, yep. the reason, the purpose is missing behind this. Uh, my number two is the cave rave. Boo. I could do without the cave rave. Uh, and my number one, the movie takes the simple idea of the first movie and then explodes a planet into a universe. Too much, too fast and too soon in the franchise. It leaves nothing for the third film. Yeah, I can I can definitely
2: agree with that. They, All right, they, they just yeah they they took what they had as a a golden script and a golden movie, and we need to make a whole Lord of the Rings kind of uh, world out of it in yeah. the next
0: movie. It it yeah, I think they heard the fans. They try to give fans everything that they wanted, and sometimes you shouldn't be doing that. No. Okay. We Critics rating, we use an A to F scale here on the movie planet. A C is considered average. A is the highest. F is the lowest. If the movie is so bad, it receives S from all the hosts. It goes to a new category of movie, the movie planet Global Killer, a category of movie where you can watch it ironically and have an amazing time at how bad it is, like Solo, a Star Wars story. So the question is, what do you give The Matrix Reloaded in the science fiction genre by today's standards? Do you want to go first or second?
2: I'm going to go second.
0: Okie dokie.
2: Okay, here we go. I, I've sensed... Hmm. I've since changed my grade.
0: Okay, all right. The Matrix was a simple yet unique concept for average audiences to latch onto. This movie takes the simple and makes it overly complicated. I understand why many people tuned out of The Matrix after this. I created a sequel rubric about five years ago that I use for these movies to see if it's truly a good sequel. If it does all of them, then it's at least a C. Number one, bring back the main players. Check. It does have to explain away Tank but it does so elegantly and doesn't discredit the performance from before, nor linger on it being a missing element. Number two, change the circumstances so they are forced to do something different. Check. Look, they're still battling the machines, but now it's not about humans versus machines. The movie's about understanding our role in fate, whether we truly have choice or not. Number three, continue the narrative while introducing a new problem as well as exhibiting an internal issue amongst the group. This is a fail. Yes, the narrative continues, but the new problem comes from new characters not previously mentioned in the previous movies. Therefore, the relationship growth amongst the main players never actually gets the focus. Number four, make you care more about the characters than you did the first time. And because we never get the focus on the growth of these characters, we're left with people telling us a lot of exposition without a whole lot of connecting the audience to the characters. So as you can see, this is, in, this is not a good sequel. I can't give it a C, but... There are a lot of existential questions here that are asked. The problem is that the answer is nearly impossible to understand. One of the things that made the first movie so good was that you were experiencing the journey with Neo. Because of that, we cheered when Neo finally accepts that he's the one. The fight scenes all had a purpose because they were to show Neo's growth in understanding the rules of the Matrix and or his understanding of himself. This movie tries to give you the same POV from Link, but he's three degrees from Neo. It's not the same. It'd be like watching Iron Man and then watching the sequel Avengers Infinity War. What the This is not an F and it's not a D either, but there are a lot of science fiction movies that are not as good as this one. The highest I can grade this is a C minus. It's just a smidgen below average. And I think if the Wachowskis had kept this story local to the Nebuchadnezzar group, they probably would have given us a product that may have been a B or B plus. Mo' money, mo' problems, C minus. Sam?
2: I had previously put this movie at a B minus. Okay. Um rewatching it for the second time since nominating Mm -hmm. um this movie is this movie is does so many things so well but like you said the, the the wachowski brothers just got so far up their own ass in trying to build on a universe that is as Household is Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or Pirates of the Caribbean. They just, they fall flat because they're trying to introduce so many new concepts and so much lore at once without really explaining anything. You're just expected to nod and say, okay, but the problem is it's not clear enough exactly what's going on and there's too many twists and turns of faith, purpose, design, and then you throw in, you know, computer and OS architecture of, you know, just how bleak and how, you know, delete it, rewrite it. You've, you've, this is the sixth version, yet there's a million versions of you and a million possibilities of you. That doesn't really make sense. And then how, how the f- does the architect have anything to do with Zion itself? You're a program. You're not out in the real world. Right. So, like, I appreciate appreciate them expanding on the lore, but it just doesn't work, and that's its biggest fault because it has the thrills, it has the fights, it has the action, it has the characters. It's got the theme. It's got, you know, just the overall vibe. But when I watched this movie twice in one month, the second time was really like, I'd really rather be watching something else right now. If I come back to this in a year, then, yeah, it's, you know, I haven't watched it and it's fresh again. Like I forgot some things. But yeah, I can't give this movie a B plus. So I think in all fairness it is a C plus. Okay. It's, it's super enjoyable. I still recommend this movie. I don't not recommend it. If you haven't watched the Matrix trilogy, do it. You should. You should. Yeah. But this
0: was uh this is what we got. It was a long fall from one of the best science fiction movies we've ever had. Yeah. This puts the Matrix at a 6 out of 12, and it's not making the Pantheon. Sorry, Lost World, you stay another day. (laughs) Because Lost World was a C also average, but it was a 6.667, not a Mm. straight 6. Okay. So... The lost world stays and it's going for- <laughs> to stay for the next one. Probably going to stay after revolution. <laughs> st- <laughs> Unless there's a surprise grade. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the Pantheon remains unchanged. Matrix is still at the top. Lost world is still <laughs> number seven, uh, but let's get our critics hats off. Now we're just fans. Do you love this movie? Like this movie or none of the above? I like this movie. I don't love it. I like this movie. Strangely though, I love revolutions and I'll and get we'll into get, that we'll when get, we get we'll there. We'll get into
2: that. We'll get into we'll that. we get into that. that. Uh, yeah, I really, really like this movie, but that's it. I really, really like this movie. It's fun. It has plenty of action and thrills. Uh, it, you know, it's a, it's a, like the, one of the reviewers said, it's a great popcorn movie. Yeah. Like put it on. You're going to have a good time. It definitely has its faults, but it's extremely enjoyable nonetheless. I just wait till you get to the neat nipple tweaking in in the next one.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's in the top three right there. I, I have not, I don't think I've graded revolutions yet. I got to watch that, but I don't, for some reason, I just feel, I feel like I'm in a D range with this one. Critically. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easy. I'm I'm in a D range with revolutions. As far as like a fan, but I love it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do. This might be another weekend at Bernie's for me (laughs) where I go, it's a a shit movie, but I can't get enough of it. Exactly. That's all we got time for today, Movie Planeteers. Next show, we'll look at the Matrix Revolutions for the science fiction film pantheon. You can email the Movie Planet using the address movieplanetpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. Give us a four or five star review. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, and follow the Instagram. The opinions expressed on the Movie Planet podcast are those of the individual hosts. The Movie Planet podcast is not affiliated with, prepared for, approved, or licensed by any entity that created any films discussed or reviewed herein. All movie clips and music included in the podcast are the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders. They're included here for the purpose of review, and no infringement is intended. Sam, any last words?
2: Take the pill. Go to the dance cave rave. Tweak some nipples. Tweak some nipples. (laughs) Let's have a great time.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for that. Thanks for listening. And happy movie watching.
2: We're out.